Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. This episode is dedicated to anyone out there who is feeling nervous about how their pregnant body is going to change. I'm going to be giving you lots of mindset and practical tools that you can use to help you feel more confident in your changing pregnant body. Enjoy listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I hope everyone is keeping well. I'm super excited about being in my shed on my own, recording this podcast, chatting to you guys. It's been a while. I think I have just been in a bit of a low place, but I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast because I want to get right into this for you guys. So pregnancy is obviously a time where you are transitioning in so many ways. I mean, your life is changing you are entering motherhood or parenthood and every aspect of your life is about to change. And the first change is actually going to be your body. And I think you can end up feeling as though things are happening to you during your pregnancy. Your body is changing. Your hormones are all over the place. You can feel like that. And Also, if you're someone who maybe manages your weight by dieting or exercise, then actually pregnancy can be a little bit scary because things do tend to get out of your control. You know, you you are more hungry than usual and that then throws off the way that you maybe originally managed your weight. Another thing is if you are worried about gaining weight, then when you do gain weight during pregnancy, you can actually feel an awful sense of guilt because your rational mind knows that the weight is facilitating the growth of your child but it doesn't stop you from feeling bad especially if you weigh yourself every day for example then when you see those numbers going up that can bring about a very anxious feeling and then of course you're guilty you feel guilty because you know that the weight is healthy weight for your baby so I just want to normalize that you know if you have been feeling like that or you're worried about your weight gain then just really honestly you are normal and it is okay so for me personally um i used to get bullied for my weight back in school i was overweight when i was in school and um i mean i used to get called double chin i mean people used to sing it like double chin chin double chin chin and i'd be like oh my god like this is very mean and I promise you, like, I've always felt like the chubby one ever since. Even though I went on a weight loss journey, I still mentally can feel like the chubby one. And, you know, when I used to sit on the sofa, I'd always grab a pillow and put it on my stomach because I wouldn't want my stomach to be seen. And my first ever boyfriend would try and touch my stomach and I would literally have a flinch, an uncontrollable flinch where I didn't want to be touched around the area because I was so self-conscious of my stomach. And actually for me, pregnancy was a chance to celebrate my stomach. You know, it didn't need to be this area that I was hiding. It could be an area that I showed off. You know, I was growing a baby in there. And that was all to do with my mindset. I knew that I needed to fix my mindset because otherwise pregnancy could be a really awful time where, like I said, you know, feeling out of control and feeling unhappy with the weight gain rather than going, actually, I'm really going to celebrate my bump and celebrate my body. Look, it is hard, especially if you are uncomfortable, then you just, you know, you don't want to be pregnant in those instances. And if you feel unhappy, because obviously weight gain doesn't just happen on your stomach, it can happen all over, you know, your face and your arms and everything. And of course, that can that can make us feel like, 
you know, like like we're kind of we're being taken over by something and we're losing control. And no one likes to lose control. But it's really important, you know, to try and heal those relationships that you have with food and fix your relationship with food before you bring a child into this world because your relationship with food is definitely going to influence your child's relationship with food and I've got a baby girl so I'm so hyper aware of this so let's dive in shall we I mean we've already dived in but let's go deeper so um something that really helped me change my mindset around food and weight is the set point theory so this is a theory that basically says that we all have a weight baseline that is hardwired into our DNA so you are actually supposed to be a certain weight and if you look around you can clearly see that everyone has a very different body type and different weight obviously there are environmental factors that influence the way that we are like the size we are and our eating habits and our relationship with food obviously but this theory basically says in your DNA, you have a set weight that you are supposed to be. Now, depending on how you, how much you exercise and how much you eat, that weight can fluctuate. But some of us actually have a higher set weight than others. So the real problem is in our society that we are obsessed with a more thinner weight. And so most of us are striving to be thinner and we go on social media and you know all of the images show us very thin women basically. And that then (laughs) unfortunately gets in our bloody heads and makes us want to be like that. But if we have a set weight that is higher, but actually what we're doing is we're fighting against our DNA and our DNA is always going to be stronger. And this theory basically says if you are managing your weight and trying to be lower than your set point weight, then your body will always fight back. Why do you think people who diet are always on diets? I was one of these people. I used to diet all the time. I tried every single diet when I went to school. I mean, I went to boarding school in South Africa. I'll tell you guys about that another time. But it was a very image-obsessed, uh, body-obsessed school. And not only for the girls, for the boys too. And for that reason, you know, you're, when you're 13, obviously you just you just go with what your kind of what your surroundings are telling you to do so we used to like follow thin inspiration accounts and like calorie count and I remember one friend Vicky told me that her main tactic of trying to avoid eating food was to picture worms coming out of the like out of the cake like that's pretty messed up right but I was like oh my god cool let me try that and I mean looking back that was actually a really quite horrible time because it distracted from enjoying my youth which is very sad and this this was before the days of like tiktok where now when i go on tiktok and i see one video of someone who is really thin and if i look at it for too long then it just feeds me loads more of that and i think oh my god this this must be horrendous if you are young now just getting fed so much crap like basically you look at one thing and you get fed so much more of it so you can imagine some people's feeds are just full of people promoting weight loss and really skinny bodies and I mean we had one website which was Thinspiration which I think got blocked after a while but other than that it wasn't as bad as it was now so like my heart goes out to the young people who are feeling rubbish about their weight because of these images and another thing to say is like we are built to compare each other 
Like that's what we do. Like that's what we've done from the beginning of time. And now we have to compare ourselves to millions of people. Before we'd be in our tribes and maybe have a few comparisons. But now it's like the whole world, like on our phones, day and night, all night. Like, you know, we take our phones to bed with us and we can still be looking at these images. So it's no wonder why, you know, eating disorders are on the rise and, and why people are struggling with their relationship with food. I think technology has a huge, a huge part to play in all of this. But coming back to the set point theory, the theory says you have a weight that is hardwired into your DNA. And if you fight against that weight, your body will fight back. And that creates a whole life long basically drama for you where you are starting new diets realizing it's not working and your body just keeps on fighting back so when I learned this myself I just thought right I need to get to my set weight and I need to get happy with myself the way it is and the only way you can get to your set weight is to stop dieting because if you restrict food your body desires the food that you are restricting We've all been there. We've said, all right, we're going to stop eating crisps or stop eating carbs. What does our brain do? It goes, oh my God, I want crisps and carbs. And also you eat foods like say now you're on a diet and you're just having salads and you're not having carbs and you're not having sweets and chocolates. You can probably do it for a few weeks max and your body starts fighting back and craving food. And if you're pregnant, You've got very, very strong hormones working to make you want to eat because your body wants to put that weight on. And if you're restricting, even if you're saying, okay, I'm going to have a really healthy pregnancy, healthy, that word can, is basically can be disguising a whole host of issues, you know, healthy. Actually, what you might be doing is restricting. And during pregnancy, that's really not good because your body will have very strong hormones that are saying, eat, eat, eat. And it's the forbidden fruit syndrome. We want what we can't have. If you tell yourself you can't have chocolate, your mind will say, I want chocolate. And it will say, I want chocolate, I want chocolate. And there's only so many times you can go, shh, 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 you know? And then before you know it, you're stuffing a full cake in your mouth. And usually you end up eating more because you restricted that thing, you know? So that that desire and, and that kind of ravenous thing that takes over that makes you want to binge on that thing. Now, I'm aware that you might be listening going, Joe, I don't relate to any of this and that's okay. Because I'm aware that I'm kind of speaking to those people who maybe already have a few um, issues around food. So if this doesn't relate to you, then that's okay. I know it's going to relate to some people, but it could be interesting for you anyway. So the idea here is that if you eat normally and you exercise regularly, whatever that might be for you, it could be a gentle walk or some yoga then your body will naturally find its set weight and it will stay there. And the great thing about finding your set weight is that you can actually start to then accept yourself. And that's gonna be the best thing you can do is give up the battle and accept yourself. You know, what a wonderful thing to be able to do. We, we are only on this planet for a limited amount of time. Do you wanna look back on your life and just think, I wasted so much time worrying about my body because you're not your body. No one loves you because of your body. They don't love you because of the way you look. They love you for you, who you are inside. That's who they love. 
Oh, guys. Anyway, I could talk about this topic forever. And I guess my main kind of thing is I, I want to empower you to accept your body and give up the battle. Because the battle won't end unless you end it. It will continue for your whole life and it will affect your child's relationship with food. And this might be your first baby, it might be your second, but honestly, pregnancy is a, is a chance to really try and heal those relationships with food and get comfortable with your body. So let's talk about honouring your hunger during pregnancy. So I don't know about you guys, but when I was pregnant, I found that my, my body was very communicative about what it needed. So when I was tired, I really felt it. You know, I felt I need rest. When I was hungry, I, I was hungry. <laughs> it was like everything was like times five. So your body is is so communicative. And I, I've said this before, but it's also a nice chance to tap into that wisdom. And then you can take that kind of connection into your postpartum period as well. So your your body is loud, basically. And when you're hungry, I would say give yourself full permission to eat whatever you want. So, I mean, literally, if you want a bag of salted nuts, have that bag of salted nuts. If you want to go and get a big portion of chips and cheese, which I know I like that, go and get it, munch it, enjoy it. Because what will happen if you honour your hunger and give your body what it needs, then you will be satisfied. And that is crucial because you can go and eat a lot of salads and a lot of fruit and not be satisfied. But you might eat one portion of chips and be satisfied. It doesn't need to be unhealthy like chips. Everything in moderation anyway. But it could be like a huge jacket potato with loads of butter and salt and pepper. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) But sit down and eat it. And I promise you, you will be satisfied. You won't have that thing where you're like, oh, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry. Because you can actually end up eating a lot more calories in fruit and vegetables than you might have done with that one jacket jacket potato. It's all about satisfying that hunger and that desire that you have. Because your brain will keep asking for the jacket potato. Even if you give it salad after salad after salad, your brain will say, no, 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 I asked for the jacket potato. We've all been there. You know, back at school, I used to be the apple eater. Everyone used to know me for like how many apples I'd just chow down. And that was because I was suppressing. I was trying to stop the voice in my head that was saying, go and get me a burger and some sweets, you know. (laughs) But it didn't work because I'd have like 15 apples, but then still want the burger and the sweets. So this is something that I haven't just learned overnight. I've learned it over years, years and years and years. So I'm kind of summarising the, the, the things that I have learned and that have worked for me. And I, and I just hope that they work for you. So yes, restriction creates a desire for the thing that you are restricting. So honour your hunger and give yourself full permission to eat and enjoy it. Enjoy it. And eat mindfully. Eat slowly. Eat lovingly. You know, love that food on that plate. Think about how it's going to nourish you and your baby. Lovely. (laughs) So um, another thing is uh, to build a sense of curiosity instead of criticism. So I did this basically by learning what was going on in my body when Juniper was growing in my body, basically. So I remember my dad used to come and meet me um, for lunch when I used to work at an events agency in uh, Angel in London. And we used to sit at this curry place 
and um, every time we'd meet, I would tell him how big Juniper was. So I'd be like, oh my God, she's like two and a half centimeters. Oh my God, she's the size of a you know pear or whatever the things are. You know, they tell you the size of the fruit. But I was so fascinated by what was going on in my body. He'd come and I'd be like, she's got eyelash, dad, she's literally, she's got eyelashes. And he'd be like, oh my God, like, this is insane. Like he was really quite amazed by how much interest I was taking taking in every part of pregnancy and birth and I don't think he'd seen anything like it because obviously well in his day you wouldn't really think you wouldn't you wouldn't care man the baby would be in there you'd just be like right let's get it out done like I don't know there wasn't this kind of um, fascination or even apps and things where you could actually follow the development they didn't have that so my dad found it quite amazing to to see me and and see how curious I was And I think that helped me to connect with my pregnancy and connect with my body better because I was fascinated, you know, and I respected my body. I had respect for my body and what it was doing. And this helped me build a really lovely and positive relationship with my pregnancy. So whether that's having a nice bath, putting your hand on your tummy, feeling the kicks, you know, how many times do you actually get a lovely scented oil and rub it all over your body you know do you ever stand in front of the mirror for example and look at yourself and say I love you I love you how amazing would that be that's what I want to teach Juniper I want her to love herself but I also want her to know that she's not her body so I've got a little exercise for you guys and this can be very empowering to do during your pregnancy so I'm sure you guys have heard that comment out there that goes, oh my God, she snapped back. I mean, you might have said that yourself. I know I have and I feel awful for it. But there's like, you know, Instagram accounts as well that promote the whole like, oh, snap back to your old body vibes. And I think that can be very, very damaging and dangerous because it's very hard to get back to the body you once had. And also your body has changed. Like, why not celebrate that change? You've grown a human being. Why are we not celebrating that postpartum period where your body looks different? You know, where it's showing those creases, where your your belly is slightly more soft because it's carried your baby. We should be celebrating. Imagine, imagine if we had a positive mindset to that stage and we were all posting, you know, photos going, look at my tummy it grew this baby rather than trying to get it back to what it was and posting going I've lost this amount like that only makes everyone else feel rubbish you know I wish I had the confidence to do things like that you know just post a a photo of your postpartum belly and just be like yes like this is this is the belly that grew my daughter you know so what I would say is um look through your wardrobe and be honest with yourself Is there anything in that wardrobe that you feel you are going to struggle to fit back into? So we've all got that that kind of pair of jeans that maybe are a little bit too tight anyway. If you've got anything like that, chuck it out. Get rid before you enter postpartum because they are only going to upset you. Put them in your charity bag and get rid and this is actually a chance to reinvent yourself. So I know I bought things that were a little bit bigger for my postpartum period and I was grateful because I put them on and I was comfortable and I was happy I didn't have a wardrobe full of things that didn't fit me and I think this is also a great time to reinvent yourself 
So um, explore new different styles and get excited about your new body. So the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is exercising. So if you are someone who has managed your weight through exercise, then your motivator for exercising may have been to lose weight. And everyone works out for a different reason, but I think we can all agree a a key reason or or a motivator is body image, you know, is to look good. Now, this is a strong motivator, but quite often our motivation runs out. You know how it goes. You say to yourself, I'm going to run for three times every week and you do it for a couple of weeks and then you stop. I think that's because the motivating factor is not powerful enough, is not strong enough. So instead of saying to yourself, I want to lose weight or I want to maintain my weight, why not say I want to feel good? We all want to feel good. And the thing with exercise is you immediately feel good. You don't immediately lose weight. You immediately feel good. And so if that is your motivator and it is an immediate thing that you get, it's going to be far more powerful. So if you're having an off day, for example, do a bit of exercise, boom, you get the endorphins, you feel good. Your result is immediate. And yes, you might lose a bit of weight or it might help to maintain your weight, but don't let that be your main motivating reason for exercising. Feeling good is a, a, a such a powerful um, motivator because that's what we all want to do, right? We all want to be happy. We all want to feel good. Most of what we're trying to do in life is make ourselves feel better, whether it is going shopping or, you know, watching a film. We just want to feel good. Like that. that is a strong motivator. And when you're pregnant, it's lovely to feel good because you're the home of your baby. You're your baby's home. So you want that home to be feeling good because we know how interconnected things are and your baby senses you. And if you feel good, I'm sure your baby will feel good too. So guys, I'm just gonna quickly summarize what we've learned in this um, podcast. And then at the end, I'm gonna give you a bit of an update on on how things have been going my side um, for anyone who wants to know. So we discussed the set point theory. You have a set weight that is hardwired into your DNA And we don't want to fight against that. We want to find out what our set weight is and try and maintain that. And usually you can do that through regular exercise, regular eating and build a good and healthy relationship with your body. Obviously, when you're pregnant, your weight is going to fluctuate and is going to change and is going to increase. So when you enter postpartum, this set weight theory can really help you to embrace the way that your body is designed to be and the weight that you are meant to be. I also spoke about leaving behind any diet mentalities when you're pregnant because you've got very strong hormones that are going to drive you to eat because you are supposed to be gaining weight. And if you have any sort of restrictive behaviours, then those hormones are only going to drive you to eat more. We spoke about the forbidden fruit syndrome, so honouring that hunger, making sure that you're not depriving yourself from any food because your brain will tell you to eat more of the food that you are depriving yourself of. Build a sense of curiosity instead of criticism and really just get fascinated by what your body is doing. Reinvent yourself and assess your wardrobes and get rid of anything that is going to be hard to fit back into. And finally, 
exercise to feel good. So guys, let me know if you found that helpful. Also, if you want more body related content, let me know because I've got bags of it. Um, I just wanted this podcast to be going more in the birth direction because obviously that is now my main line of work. But I'm always happy to be exploring lots of topics. And um, if you want more about body image, let me know. I've got loads of content on this. Send me an email at potthatmama at gmail.com or Instagram. Guys, I, I feel like I need your input. I need to know where to take this podcast because at the moment I'm a bit sort of like, I don't know where to go with it. I don't know what you guys want. I feel like that I'm, I'm kind of putting these things out and I don't really get much back. I get some lovely messages, but I would love to have more input on what you're finding helpful and what you want more of. Because in 2022, I'm gonna put more time on my podcast because I realized that this is what I love. I feel like when I was um, creating Birthbox, I kind of lost myself a bit and I've created something amazing. I do believe I've done something amazing, but I lost myself. Like I was literally, I I don't know, I was in a different land basically and I, yeah. I think that's why I've been really low the last couple of weeks because Birthbox has been taken away from me and I've just not known what to do with myself. And I really, really want to focus on this podcast because I love speaking to you guys and I love when I get messages from you guys because it actually makes me realise that like this is this is like people are listening and, and and it's helping people and hopefully you've noticed some growth with me because I listened to some of my old episodes I was like oh my god like I sound like a different person um because I was so planned and so nervous and um yeah just everything was so different I, f- I genuinely feel like I'm growing a lot through this process and it's nice if you've been there from the beginning then it's kind of cool to witness that growth too but guys, yeah, so obviously Birthbox is live. Um, it's on the website. Obviously, I would love you guys to um, get involved in the course and um, would love to hear if you have purchased it. Just let me know how it's going. Obviously, it's it's just started now, so I've got lots of time to chat to you guys. I was thinking of doing a, a drop-in clinic so you can ask questions, so um, stand by for that. I've got your email addresses, so I'm going to send out an email just being like, this is the date and the time where I'm going to um, talk talk to you guys and answer questions. But thank you so much for listening, guys. Leave a rating on um, Spotify. That always helps. And obviously follow on the IG, baby. All right, guys, I hope that has, has helped you. And as always, I'm here to chat if you need. Okay, have a lovely day. Bye-bye.